1: Is it rude to ask your guests to take off their shoes at your house? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Is it rude to ask your guests to take their shoes off at your home?
0: Why are we asking? Because
1: Martha Stewart has the answer oh. to the question.
0: Okay, great. What does Martha um, have to say about the matter?
1: Martha actually says if your home has a no shoes policy, and you probably have that policy for a number of reasons. Maybe it's cleaner floors or perhaps it's better health. I don't I don't understand that, but whatever. Uh, she said it's totally fine to ask people to take off their shoes. Okay. And there's a really there are many ways that you can do oh, that.
0: Okay, there's a preferred method.
1: Of course, because Martha Stewart has all the answers. But what I'm more curious about, and I'll tell you what her method is, but sure. I'm curious what other people think. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. Is it rude to tell people to take their shoes off at your home? We've got Bonnie on the line. Hi Bonnie. Hi Bonnie. Hi, Queen and Bradley. Hello. I th- I think it is rude because my shoes are part of my outfit. Like, if it's a party, you know, it's part of my outfit. If you just drop it off, and, you know, buy at somebody's house, then I think it's probably okay. But you invited people into your house for a party. Part of my outfit. I want to wear my shoes. Right. All right. Okay, Bonnie. Thank you for ask or thank you for asking. Thank you for your call. And actually, Martha Stewart even knows that. She says that that is one reason why people may be anxious about parting with their shoes because that's especially if you're having a party. That's part of the choice that they made. Yeah. When they put on their outfit, that sure. the shoes um, go with that. But she says one of the ways that you can Kind of get around that is to let people know. Oh, for sure. Before they come, hey, FYI, we're a a shoe-free home. And you know, listen, I will cop to the fact that I like to know ahead of time because that also then informs what kind of undershoe wear I'm wearing.
0: Yeah, you don't want holy socks.
1: Yeah, or like the wrong kind of socks, or sometimes like I'm wearing a boot, and the socks don't really matter when the boot is on, but when the boot is off, yeah. I don't want them to see that my socks have profanity on them, maybe. Oh. oh. I'm just you saying. profanity socks? I do. I think I have a couple pairs. Okay. Ones with bad words. Naughties on them. Naughty socks. 651-641-1071. Is it rude to ask people to take their shoes off at your home? We did get an email from Taylor who said, no, it's rude to insist on keeping them on. My house, my
0: rules. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound like, you know... I don't know, I, I feel like you just have to be clear from the get-go, right? Like, in giving people as much of a heads-up, if there is something important to you that yeah. maybe not everyone would expect, mm-hmm. then just know that. Because I, I would say, on, on the whole, it's kind of catch-as-catch-can in this country. Some people are very adamant about taking your shoes off. Some people are not at all concerned mm-hmm. about taking your shoes off. And because of that, you kind of have to, like... Do the leg work, if you will, hey. or the footwork um because you kind of don't know what you're walking into. you go to Literally. a place like Japan and you know right. you must take your shoes off because that's just what's culturally appropriate right in our country, I feel like there's a lot of different interpretations
1: there are t- i mean everybody does it a little bit different, and I know this happens you know if you have a person who's coming to maybe like for example, we're having some problems with our dryer. And my husband has had to call the service plus, and you know, when they show up, they are either going to, they always do this. They will either take off their shoes or they will put those little shower caps, booties over their shoes. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, so that way that's sort of the workaround, but they're always respectful of the fact that you may not want their dirty outside shoes tromping through your house. Right. And even if I say, Oh, don't worry about that. They'll still do it because that's their policy. Mm -hmm. Um, but we are not good about communicating always with people mm. about whether they're coming into a shoes it on or what shoes is it? off house shoes on or off at my house. Uh, I think I'm like, whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah. But if it's raining outside, I might like just say, oh, can you take your shoes off? But. Even that, I just, I sort of feel like people self-regulate a little bit with their, and I want them to be comfortable. For sure. So I think that's, we don't really have a big, I mean, I am like a piggy toes all times. I would rather not have shoes on at all times. Yeah. I want to be barefoot at all times, but I don't expect that everybody else is comfortable that way. No, of course not. Let's go to the phones. Kelsey's on the line. Hi, hey Kelsey. Kelsey, is it rude to ask people to take their shoes off at your home?
0: No. We live in Minnesota. It's muddy and snowy and flushy and rainy, and I think it's gross to leave them on in the house. I mean, we have
1: carpet and kids that crawl around on the carpet, and I don't want to have to clean my carpets every week because people can't take their shoes off. But yeah. I do have family who wear like orthopedic shoes and they need them for support and so they just bring like indoor shoes when they come oh, over that's yeah nice. and so we're fine with that because they weren't walking through the snow to get to our house yeah in those shoes. yeah thank you kelsey that's good to know. i will say that is a thing that like my mother-in-law and my father-in-law do they bring inside shoes and they just do and that's what makes them comfortable right yeah. so like I do, I, I, like I said, I think people can kind of self regulate. Like, you know, if you've walked in from a muddy spot and you will kick your shoes off or, you know, wipe them really well off. Yeah, whatever. I would hope
0: that most grown adults yeah. would contemplate, you know, muddy feet before they go tromping through somebody's exactly,
1: house. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I will say, though, you can tell when we have a slew of teenagers at our house because you can barely open the door, it's just shoes everywhere. Shoes. shoes. Uh, we've got Sasha on the line. Hi Sasha. Hi, Sasha. Sasha, is it rude to ask people to take their shoes off in your home? I don't think so. I think if it's like a smaller
0: intimate gathering, it's the given, right? But if people, if you're having like a big backyard barbecue and people are coming in and out, I just put the mat outside. Yeah. And most people like just pick up on the fact that there's this huge like shoe mat outside. Mm. To like clean off their feet before you go inside is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Do you Just put, like communicate
1: the expectation ahead of time, then sure. you'll have no issues. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your call, Christine. And actually, that's essentially what I almost said. Madonna, Martha Stewart says. I don't know what Madonna says about this. We didn't ask her. <laughs> She's
0: probably but got opinions.
1: Martha Stewart, and one of the things Martha Stewart suggests and is uh, having a shoe changing station. So actually, setting up a place where it's obvious this is the place where you take your shoes off oh, yeah. That makes and, sense. and and if you're able to offer alternative indoor footwear all the better, right? Yeah. Like if you've got some extra slippers lying around, I will say
0: the only time we've thought about it is like, if you're having a party, we kind of just like you pull up the rugs or make sure that there's nothing you're worried about getting, you know, damaged. Mm-hmm. But, um, but we have like figured out we're going to need to say something about heels because yeah. we had a, a party once and we had like, Tons of scratches on the wood floors mm-hmm. from the heels, and it wasn't intentional. It was just like, oh, we didn't even notice, right? So, right. And you like probably don't time, think a lot
1: in your own home about wearing heels. I at mean, home. not
0: anymore. Yeah, true. It's been a while. True. So,
1: Christine is on the line. We'll let Christine have the final word. Hi, Christine. Christine, do you think it's rude to, to tell people to take their shoes off at your house? It is not rude at all. I am. I don't even know why this is a debate because it seems so like just normal to take your shoes off in a home. Like you're if you have kids, you're just bringing in gross things like everyone who goes to a house should expect you're going to have to take your shoes off. Christine, I listen. Thank you for your call. And I will say I just realized when she said that, that I've never had somebody have to ask me to take my shoes off. I always ask. So like when I go to somebody else's house. I will say, do you want me to take my shoes off so that they don't have to feel awkward Mm -hmm. if that's what they want me to do and I'm not making any assumptions? That's a really good habit. Because there may be some people who do want you to keep your shoes on. They don't want your stinky toes out in their house. Yeah, I don't
0: don't want your stinky feet in my house.
1: That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, All right, well. (laughs) If you if you're curious of other uh, you know words of advice about what was shoe it? I mean, wearing, you
0: said there were several ways well, that she suggests. So you said create a space,
1: create a space to take the shoes on or off and off. She said give advanced warning. Oh, she yeah. does say consider what kind of a gathering you're having. Hmm. If it's a large party and it's a formal type of event. Then she says, you know, people really are going to, it just, people are going to, their shoes are going to be part of their outfit. So maybe consider that and figure out what you need to do And if it's like indoor, outdoor, maybe
0: you're just going to have to like put something down on the floor.
1: Yeah. And she does say, give a, give a suggestion. For example, if you do have a shoes free home, she said, you can just lightly in the invitation say something simple. Like we have a no shoe policy here at our house. So when you come over, please bring your favorite slippers or your comfy socks. Hmm. Right. It's
0: very, um, yeah, I like that.
1: But she said, and then, like I said, she said, consider the event, but then always be gracious. So if you do decide, like, it's like a, for example, like I said, if it's a muddy day outside, then I might have a shoe policy, a no shoe policy when I wouldn't necessarily, sure. if it's not yeah, a muddy day. Yeah, you don't day. want all that mud in your house. Um, she said, you know, just, you just kind of make it just, Tell them we have to do something about that muddle, mud puddle out front. Let me let me give you a spot to put your shoes or go something like that. Put a
0: towel over the mud puddle, as... yes, yeah. so
1: that they don't have to walk
0: through it on their way <laughs> like out. Like olden times.
1: When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, ooh, I just got a text that our food is here. Yay! It's Friday, which means it's Cheat day. After this on my talk 1071. it's. Oh. It is Friday on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk one i I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, what do we do on Friday, you guys? Cheat! Dirty, rotten,
0: cheetah. Cheat day, taste test. Stick this in your mouth. What is for cheat mm. day today, Colleen?
1: Okay, so I'm trying to figure out when it was we talked about this. Ah,
0: yes, it was Tuesday. I was going to say, it feels like maybe a Tuesday.
1: It was Tuesday when we learned that Arby's was doing something they had never done before.
0: Never, ever. Do you remember what what it was, you guys? Yes, it's a burger. They put a burger on their menu. (laughs) But not not just any burger, a big, big, juicy burger. It's
1: true. Now, they did not bring back the potato cake. But they brought us a burger, and that burger is called the Wagyu Steakhouse Burger. It is uh, a limited-time offering between uh, this past Monday and July 31st. Oh, okay, so you got some time. You got some time to try this, yeah. but we thought we'd do it early, yeah, so that you would know whether or not whether it's something it. you want to do.
0: We do the hard work for you guys. You're we welcome.
1: really do. You are welcome. You are welcome. Okay, so here's what we know about this burger. Do you want to show a little uh, sure cross section of it? While <laughs> it I...
0: is a cross section,
1: yes, I did give you the cross section. It is the highest quality burger the market has seen yet. Says the
0: highest quality burger.
1: Says Arby's. This is a blend of wagyu beef and ground beef. Um, wagyu, of course, refers to a specific breed of cattle that is known for its rich flavor and buttery tenderness. Um, this version weighs in at six point four ounces, and it's a fifty-two percent blend of American wagyu and forty-eight percent ground beef that is cooked sous vide style.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so you're so going to get boiled.
1: Yeah, like a kind of. It's in a. I mean, they don't just throw it right in the water, but yes.
0: Yeah, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean you know if sous vide maybe be new nasty. a new concept to some people but yes it's a it's what that is is it's a water bath that keeps it at the right
0: like in an envelope or not done-ness. an envelope but what do you call it like, like a, a
1: sealed bag um yeah vacuum sealed any who's he wotsy uh they are they're going all in on this thing, and so are we. What else is on this thing? Well, what I'm seeing is, uh, and I think they, they do refer to the special burger sauce on the toasted brioche bun, but there's also American cheese, which, I f- stick a pin in that for oh, me. okay. Shredded lettuce, tomato, pickles, red onion.
0: To all be penny special sauce I have
1: a question for, for you, Colleen. I might have an answer for you, Holly. Well, you cut up the burger. I did. So you experienced the burger in its fullness. Yes. And were you impressed by its size? Oh boy, was I ever. It's very um, hefty. I mean, yes. even
0: my like little tiny third is like it's like a doorstop.
1: Well, you do actually have the most substantial portion, Bradley. Uh Holly and I got the ends, but you do have like the bulk of the burger in there. Um so it but it is. It's he- I mean, it is It's heavy Yes, I was impressed by its size. Holly, it was actually the first thing I noticed about it Mm. when I first opened the package. I was like, wow, that's a big one. That's a big one. And it is. And so, and actually, Holly, I think I did give you the smallest one because I did get a good honk of beef in mine. That is quite all right. Pretty sure that's JLo and P. S. The person behind
0: all of this is Chris Jenner.
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so
0: the fun never ends. Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Um, who wants to go in first? I will talk I will complain about the American cheese while you guys yeah. try it.
0: Okay, sure. All right, let's It's do it. not
1: a complaint. Like I listen, I love me some American cheese. I'm just saying if you're going, you know, wolves to the wolves uh, with the, the mm-hmm. wagyu beef and the brioche bun and the special burger sauce. And you're going all steakhouse on, on us. Mm. I don't know why Amer why there's other cheeses. I'm just saying an American cheese is pretty kind of a, you know, a staple. Yeah. So you're saying you I want just, something fancier. Give me a funky cheese. <laughs> Truly. Okay. So while I eat it, I see faces. I see. Mm-hmm. What I what I think in some areas is
0: pleasure. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, like it's definitely a tasty burger. It's super juicy. Um, the sauce is like a little. I got a little too much sauce. The sauce is kind of overpowering. Yeah, it's a,
1: yeah, it's a little wet. Um, I just dripped on the keyboard. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, okay. no. Yeah, it's, again, it's a little wet. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a little too much sauce for my liking. But um, I didn't even taste the cheese. Oh, I almost dropped it. I didn't even taste the cheese because the burger is just so big yeah it's good it's good the bun is good
1: it is I mean I enjoy it it's not can I i mean
0: pickle's good I like pickle
1: listen it's a good fast food burger that's what I was gonna say for a fast food burger it's good mm-hmm. yeah would was I expecting more maybe
0: like what what would you have wanted
1: um it's the the wetness is the thing that's getting to me. The wetness. Yeah, the wetness of the burger is a little off putting for me. Because it's very saucy. It's, yeah, it's like, I would
0: just maybe ask for like no sauce.
1: That that would be a way to get around it. I will say there's a bacon version too.
0: Ooh, I would definitely try that.
1: Yeah. So um I just got us the classic, but Yeah. No, it's honestly, a very it good kind of reminds me of Wendy's. But like a thicker patty. Yeah,
0: I could see that. The sauce tastes very McDonald's y to me.
1: Yeah. It's it's a little bit of everything. How about that? Uh, okay, round the room. Bradley.
0: I'd give it a nice four out of five.
1: Holly, how many Cobras? Three. Three out of five. I'm going to give it a four out of five mm-hmm. Cobras. So, yeah, try it. It's worth it. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bag. after this on My Talk 107.1. Okay, the more I got into that burger, the better it was. Once you get around the wetness and the shredded lettuce, and also thank you to our friend Panda because she went and got her own. Ooh, and cheated along with us on the nice. Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer.
0: It's hard pressed though when I go to Arby's to not get, you know, like a big beef Montana.
1: Oof. Beef and cheddar platter a hundred percent of the time. But Yummy. you know what? Not as much of a draw anymore because they don't have potato cakes. Um, that's not why we're here. We're here Bitter. to talk about celebrities. I am Behaving badly, we call them.
0: D-Bag! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Thomas Markle and Friends. Oh. Because he's hosting a show with a photographer who targets Megan and her mom. Oof. Yeah. Okay, so I was over. That's nasty. I know. I was over at the Newsweek, and Thomas Markle apparently is now hosting a show on the YouTube channel with a press photographer who has checked out the house next door to Meghan Markle's mother so that he could get photos. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: And he's also taken photos of Meghan. And according to um, this Newsweek story, uh, Larson visited the next visited the house next door to Meghan's mother, Doria, when it was up for sale, touring the backyard, Where he suggested he could hear children playing. Okay. Of course, the children being, you know, Harry and Meghan's Mm -hmm. children, which is a little creepy.
1: That is more than a little creepy. Yeah. That's way creepy.
0: Larson told Newsweek, I didn't intend to suggest that those were the Sussex children. I was Um, just joking. Um. Oof. Yeah, so I just don't know, Thomas Markle, what's up, but I feel like um, it's becoming, you know, he has been this person, and if you listen to, uh, or read, rather, because I listened to the book, uh, The Palace Papers by Tina Brown, she, you know, interviewed Thomas Markle, and he was very, he, he, he was a far more interesting person than I thought, I will say, a far more interesting person in the sense that I I, I felt that he had a story to tell, That is interesting, Mm -hmm. but his actions have really just belied a character that doesn't mm, seem all that tasteful. No, what I mean, by that is his actions have really gone. They they don't help his case, you know, to to talk about how he uh, feels abandoned by his daughter is one thing. But then to take these actions where he is, you know, sort of poking. Yeah. At his daughter and saying things to the media. You know, he tried to play it off initially that he was um, a victim of like the press and the media sort of taking advantage of him because they wanted dirt on Meghan Markle. But it seems like he's done enough work on his own to make that that um, that belief in people's minds even clearer.
1: Yeah. When you have a toxic situation like they obviously do, you have choices in how you're going to, you know, move through time and space with that. And he really seems to like to water the weeds uh, of just full on disdain where she seems to be a little bit more removed from it, where she's just like, I'm not going to, I'm not doing
0: this. And, you know, there was, again, early on, if you listen to his account to Tina Brown, he talks about how he really did get played by the media. But he was in a weird position. And like, actually, if you listen to his backstory, he sounds like a pretty fascinating person. And his relationship with Doria and, um, you know, his relationship with Megan was actually, you know, one that caused a lot of jealousy by her half siblings mm-hmm. and it's because he had gone to great lengths to sort of provide opportunities for her, for her acting, et cetera, at least again, if you believe uh, Tina Brown's account mm-hmm. of this, but then that changed. And, you know, there's a whole reason that why that changed, but his behavior since has just been, it's like, dude, you're not helping your yeah, case. No, any. At all. In fact, it's just making you look even pettier and, you know, to then see headlines that you're teaming with a guy on YouTube who is like creepily, you know, targeting the your grandchildren? That's
1: gross. Yeah, that's really gross.
0: That's nasty. Oof, that's nasty.
1: Um, do you want to know who my D-bag is? Yes. It is the tabloids, but also kind of Jennifer Lopez
0: and Ben Affleck. The tabloids and kind of Jennifer. Yeah, Lopez because here's right. what
1: happened the other day. You know, I was I like to use the Google News, and um, they do this thing where they give you a story. And then they'll be like, see full coverage of this. Oh, sure. And usually it's something kind of important, like the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. See full coverage of this. And then you click on that and you get all the articles about that, right? Helpful. It's super helpful, unless the headline is, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck kiss outside of Soho House. What?
0: We need detailed coverage on that?
1: Apparently I did. Why? Why? I didn't. So I clicked on it. And the reason why they wanted to give me the detailed coverage is because there is so much coverage of it because the two of them are standing outside Soho House sharing a, quote, passionate kiss. It's not it's not any more passionate than any of their other photographed kisses. But why, Bradley Trainer, are so many tabloids writing about this?
0: Because they're lazy and they found some photos, and nobody else has anything better to talk about. Even though there's like twenty different things I could list. But okay, go but ahead.
1: did they find photos or did? Oh,
0: I'm sure that a you know um, paparazzi walk opportunity yes. was created by the two of them.
1: And can I tell you something? Oh yes, I'd like to inform you because I was very curious. Uh huh. Her on the JLo newsletter. Which Holly and I got duped into joining because that's where she gave all the details of the engagement. I believe if I am correct, and if I am wrong, I apologize. But I looked up the address for Jennifer Lopez's business concern. Oh. And it's in the same exact building as the Soho House in West Hollywood. So she literally walked down from her office...
0: To take photos. To take photos. That is
1: the laziest kissing. it worked. I mean, it Mm. fully did. Yeah. But like in the middle of her busy day, she was like, hey, Ben, what are you up to? You want some attention? Why don't you come on over, visit me at work? I'll come out and smack one on you. We'll make sure we get a good shot and everybody will be talking about it tomorrow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I will say that we haven't really heard hide nor hair out of them, right? Like we haven't heard... Much out of this publication other than the occasional like them showing up in public, which is kind of like womp womp, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because it's not giving us you know anything we didn't already know. We're not talking about when they're gonna not have kids or what house they're not gonna live in when they go buy it again.
1: Well, would it uh, would it interest you to know that one reason maybe because that uh, documentary that Jennifer Lopez. Mm did about mm-hmm. her halftime show. Oh yeah. Uh I think it's on Netflix is yeah. uh forthcoming uh imminently, I believe, if not already released. I was gonna say
0: didn't isn't it already out there? This is the one where she talks about not getting the Oscar.
1: I think so, What's yeah. What's that
0: called again? What is it called?
1: I do know that there is a scene where she's on the phone half-time. with him. Halftime. Is it available for our viewing pleasure? It will be available on June 14th. Okay, yeah, so ah. it's coming up so we're going to get little dribs and drabs of these two, you know, playing a little uh tongue wrestling.
0: Yeah, they're going to they're going to show up because they've got something to push. Exactly, your point, I think.
1: Exactly. And so uh anyway, but to the four tabloids and I only brought you four and there were far more who shared headlines such as Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck kiss as they meet up for lunch at Soho House. Uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck flaunt PDA while meeting up at Soho House. Jennifer Lopez greets fiance Ben Affleck with a kiss. Um, And here's Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck kissing in front of Soho House.
0: That is the assortment
1: of headlines. Thanks, guys. And guess what all the articles are about?
0: The same set of photos.
1: The two of them kissing. Yeah and what she wore, and what he wore, and that's all.
0: And I will say, and I'm just going to do some rudimentary checking here, Mm -hmm. but I bet you in each one of these they mention her... Okay, well, this one doesn't, but one of them at least mentions her upcoming documentary. Okay.
1: Well, you know, so... Job well done. They At least they did some of their homework. Uh, By the way, also, they do match. Again.
0: Oh, of course. That means that this was totally planned.
1: Yeah because if they weren't she matching before they left the house yeah he would have shown up in saggy pants and donkeys Ugh. um and also can we talk about at least one of these pictures? that's what i was gonna say one of these pictures is so awkward because
0: he's staring right into uh, that almost looks like you caught him like a, a, in a blink
1: yeah or like he's, he's like, looking bah. off to the side a little bit it's really <laughs> weird
0: and then i love the guy behind who's just like what yeah they're kissing what
1: oh my gosh
0: Oh, Hollywood Life fully has like a A series of photos from previous kissing moments.
1: Oh, well, also, Just Jared has the whole series.
0: Well, they do. That's a
1: rapid click.
0: They Just Jared. I will say, like, if you ever see a celebrity photo shoot and you want every photo that was taken, they clearly buy the whole package Mm -hmm. because every Just Jared photo or uh, post will have all of the photos. So you can get like all the in between faces Like the ones that aren't ready for prime time.
1: Okay, so this is great because I'm clicking fast through them, and it's almost like watching a stop animation. I
0: will say, too, sometimes, and I don't know what you're looking at. I guess I could pull it up. But um, a lot of times there will be a page that you can click on and just see all the thumbnails. So you can just go boop a doop oh look at this. So I'm just
1: clicking right through, and what's funny about it is Obviously, the reason why everybody's sharing that one with him with his eyes open is because it's the only one where their lips are actually in contact. And then if you click continue to click through something happened like to his right because it turned his attention turns toward it. So if I were her, I'd be like, you messed up.
0: Do it again. Our make
1: out. Do it again. Yeah, that was not good enough. Um, but anyway, there they are making out out front of Soho House. Holly, thank you for looks doing great. The du- oh my gosh, she's like a ten at all times. Um, thank you for doing the due diligence and realizing that indeed also that is the building that houses her office. Office, yeah.
0: She's just a modern okay. gal on the go.
1: Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, remember that story I tried to tell you yesterday that I barely kind of didn't understand about Seth Green and the NFTs oh, and yeah, then the phishing the the scheme yeah, and then the show with his NFTs and like the guy somebody else had him and all that stuff. Well, I've got an update on that. Okay, great. So I'm gonna try to re explain it and then Fabulous. also tell you what the update is after this on My Talk one oh seven one. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. So remember yesterday I told you that whole big long story that we barely understood. Yeah. About Seth Green and his bored ape NFT and a it bunch made of other no sense. I know. A bunch of other NFTs that he purchased, and he was using those NFTs, again, non fungible tokens, in a sitcom or a, a comedy uh Project that he was doing called, oh darn it, the White Horse. What was that called? The White Horse Tavern, Tavern or something like that. White Horse Tavern. Yeah, that, that was it. Anyway, he had released the trailer of that thing at this V V Con convention
0: that yeah. was here. Yeah, right here in uh, River City.
1: And then we got word from him that those NFTs had been stolen mm-hmm. by a phishing scam. You didn't
0: know what any of that meant, but you tried your best to explain it. I did. You did a great job.
1: Well, I'm going to share with you some more stuff that is going to make it maybe make even less sense. Okay, great. (laughs) But because somebody else was now in possession of his NFTs, that um, project, like he couldn't use those NFTs on the project because now they... Are belonging to somebody else.
0: Yes, it's hard to do a show when you can't control the creative content you were going to use.
1: Exactly. So now that show has had to be put on hold, mm. and he's been trying to figure out because he doesn't know who has them. All he knows is that the weird. seeming, the seeming entity that owns them is somebody that goes under the uh, the tag Darkwing eighty four.
0: Not Darkwing Duck.
1: Not Darkwing Duck. Well, guess what. Buzzfeed News did the real work and they figured out that Darkwing Duck, not Darkwing Duck, Darkwing <laughs> 84 is actually a an account that belongs to somebody else named Mr. Cheese. So oh, Darkwing okay.
0: is Mr. Cheese. Okay. And uh, Mrs. Peacock in the lobby yep, with a with candlestick. Yep. A
1: candlestick. So, uh, so Mr. Cheese, who also uses the Twitter handle Dr. Wordy, told BuzzFeed News that they buy NFTs. Mr. NF Cheese, Cheese is
0: also Mr. Wordy? Yeah. Are you following? Why, no. you-
1: Why is this so hard?
0: Because it makes no sense.
1: Mm hmm. He says that what they do is they buy NFTs using their Darkwing84 account, then they transfer more valuable tokens to their secondary vault, and the transactions between Ethereum wallets associated with the two accounts support this. What did I just say?
0: Well, what you said was cryptocurrency, NFTs, two things I'm not going to get involved with, despite the protestations of those who think it's a great idea right now. I don't understand it enough to do it, which means I don't. If you if it doesn't make sense, stay
1: away. Exactly.
0: Also, why you would put those assets, which you don't know enough about to control them as a part of your next creative endeavor tells me maybe about your like you know, choicing skills. Right. It just doesn't seem like if you didn't know enough to protect them before you like made this proposal for a TV show.
1: Right. Then maybe you shouldn't have been dabbling I mean, in the first place. Again,
0: maybe everybody's like, no, no, you don't understand. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you're entirely yeah, correct. I don't very understand. likely don't understand. Yeah. So I apologize for my ignorance. But it seems just bizarre to me that you would buy something and then not secure it such that now, Darkwing Cheese Mouth. Yep, owns this.
1: That's his name. They're in his wallet
0: <laughs> and it, Ethereum it, wallets. That's like a crypto thing, right?
1: Maybe I don't know. But here's what I do know: is Mr. Cheese talks <laughs> Mr. to BuzzFeed cheese? News. No. Oh, how does okay. How does BuzzFeed
0: know who Mr. Cheese is? But yeah. Seth Green doesn't. Well,
1: can I, ju- I? I'm guessing it's because at BuzzFeed News they have some like more elevated investigative skills and ways of <laughs> listen. Of getting, you know, people's to talk to them, people's, because all Seth Green was doing was tweeting at Darkwing84 and being like, hey, let's fix this. But Mr. Cheese said the following, I have no plans for the ape. As you can see, I've been collecting for a while. I bought it because I liked it. It wasn't a cheap buy either, and it was not marked as suspicious. So I bought it in good faith, meaning he bought it from the party that fished it from... So weird. I know, Seth Green. And now he's like, I'm not giving it up. I like that thing. Meanwhile, Seth Green is like, but my project, and that was mine, and I bought it, and then it got kind of taken from me. Now you own it. And this guy, Mr. Cheese, he's smart because he's like, dude, if you want to use it, like, then that's me money, not yeah. you money. Uh, he said, I, I, I bought it in good faith, but I'm happy to be in contact with Seth to talk about this. Uh, and I think what Mr. Cheese is probably going to do is like, yeah, I'll give you the ape if you give me well, the yeah, money. Have to, I mean, he
0: paid for it and he yeah. thought he paid for it fair and square. I would just say, like, I would avoid paying for things that you can't be sure are fair and square.
1: Exactly. Such
0: that the person who thought they were the rightful owner had it taken from them unbeknownst to that person and the person who did so thought it was fair and square like something doesn't add up about that and i don't know who to believe or who not to believe or maybe that's just a flaw in the system and if so again that would make me run away from that system when people are like oh you got to get into these nfts do i oh
1: do no I? I would just i would just share this story yeah by the way when was the last time that you Saw some sort of cartoon picture and thought, I'm going to spend 48000 on that. Yeah,
0: no, never, I don't have... Again, I feel like this is rich people problems.
1: Yeah, and I desperately want to know the actual also, identity of Mr. Cheese.
0: Also, why can't Seth... But we know he stands alone. Why can't we just have Seth create a new animated This figure? is what
1: I don't understand. It's like, why can't he just call up, you know, I don't know... The, Walt Disney? Yeah, and be like, "Hey, can I get one of your like kind of not the best artists to just draw or just have a,
0: buy another something NFT for
1: me?" Yeah, but see, now I feel like don't cuz you're burned, but why can't you just make a cartoon? Why can't you just I don't know. draw this a picture? Makes my head hurt. My son makes non-digital NFTs for $20. He could have one. He's
0: been more successful than Seth Green. Despite ghosting Green's appeals on Twitter, Mr. Cheese claims they never checked their Darkwing84 account. They've since requested the actor DM. Green now follows Mr. Cheese's Twitter handle, Dr. Wordy.
1: I know. What? I know. Does any of that And also, can I just give like, what, can we give a prize? Some sort of, like actual journalism prize to Sarah Emerson for doing her best to try to make this all make sense. Oh,
0: I bet it makes total sense to her because I bet this is like her, like her beat, her beat. And she probably has written several stories and she probably hates having to sit down and explain it for the umpteenth time. But, um, I'm sorry. That's just the world we live in.
1: It's so weird. Here's the other thing. Apparently along with that NFT that Seth Green owned mm-hmm. it came with a license to commercially adapt the nft
0: okay that means you can change it to make money
1: i guess but that apparently that certificate also went with the nft so now mr cheese mr cheese is gonna turn out into green well that's the thing is what mr. if mr green cheese, cheese is
0: seth green
1: well that wouldn't be shocking that's that, now my and head now
0: hurts. we've all just been played to watch this dumb show because we're this so is invested. how you know
1: that you've been hanging out with Team Cobra too yeah. long. When you, you're able to find <sighs> because the Because it
0: turns out the conspiracy was in your mind yeah, the whole the time. The
1: whole time. Anyway, I don't know if we're ever gonna so get you, to see this thing.
0: Um said you were gonna shed no further light on this. Mm-hmm. Or like shed light in reverse. I think you achieved that.
1: You're welcome. I mean, I oh, do not like a black hole. It just yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I do my we best. Got sucked in when I see the letters NFT together, I think I'm not going to understand this. Well, but you're you know now what the you're now the correspondent. You're now the NFT
0: correspondent mm-hmm. for Team Cobra News? Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I honored? I mean,
1: okay. Now I'll be your NFT person, but I, I can't promise that it will make sense ever to anybody. Good.
0: All right. Nor should it.
1: Good. Uh, When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, have you ever heard of Will Smith?
0: I have, in fact.
1: But you haven't heard from Will Smith a whole lot. Crickets. And actually, uh, somebody who wrote a commentary for Variety says, "Is that really the best strategy that Will Smith should be using right now? The strategy of silence." we'll discuss his thoughts on it and our own thoughts on it will smith's silence is this a good thing or is this a bad thing for his career after this on my talk 107.1